This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, Halflings! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and my pronouns are he, him, and I am joined today by... I, you threw me off. I wasn't expecting it because I was like, I was like, I was doing a little hand puppy like, my name is Jeff Minnie Gutman. And I, yeah. I don't know why I'm being what's, what's, even, what's even better about that, Liv, is the fact that you were hand puppeting <laughs> off screen for the rest of us because your window is too small and we couldn't even see that. <laughs> we didn't even know you were doing it. We just thought you just, we didn't even know you were doing it. It was just for me. It was just for me. Hi, uh, I'm Olivia Kennedy, but you can call me Liv. Thank you. And my pronouns are she, her. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Yay. And and my name is Jeremy Cobb. My pronouns are he, him. But Quinn Schulte from a couple of characters podcast, friend of the show, calls mm. me Cobb Apple. Instead of Crabapple. Instead of Crabapple. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Can I say Cobapple? Is that Kabapple? okay? Like kind of real. Kabapple. Yeah, that kind of feels like it's like together. I mean, look, I have no objection to Cobapple, but I feel like that is steering mm. away from Quinn's vision. Sure, 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 sure. I guess it's, it's, I'm, I'm all sort of offering it as like creative notes to Quinn's vision, but like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to accept the original vision if that's what like if they feel really. The only person it. in the history of the show that we've done this to. Yeah, I'm sure that. I'm yes, sure that will be so <laughs> fine. I say Cobapple would it makes more sense even as a C O B A P P. P-L-E instead of a C-O-B-B-A-P-P-L-E. So let's make it a spinoff. Right. Let's say so Cabapple is spin-off. either a we'll spinoff, a prequel, Kabapple. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay yeah. with them More existing in the same universe. I think they should live in the same world. <laughs> sure, but sure, sure. not Cobapple yeah, yeah, yeah. and Cabapple. Not quite Kabapple are two Kabapple. different things. Yeah. Okay, well, before we run the risk of boring not only our audience to death, but also our wonderful guest this week, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest this week. Um, we have with us the project manager for Cobob Press, the co-owner of Cloud Curio, as well as a graphic designer, Amber Seeger. Welcome Hello. to the show! Amber! Oh my god! This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragons. <laughs> Full Prince vibe? Woof! Ah, this makes them even more black. Cake glitches and bitches. And lands in the cusp of a teaspoon oh, no. on a nat 20. No! You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it. Yeah. We're about to get into something real big now. To Cobb Apple story for a while, so that's totally fine. I wouldn't have been bored. <laughs> there we go. We'll take it. Thank you. A full fifty Cobb minutes of us discussing one of your nicknames, Jeremy, and then uh, like Amber's just sat there, like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. And then right there, yeah, we're like, like Amber, people. everyone. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amber. So much. Yeah. On the subject of apples, are you familiar with Johnny Appleseed? The, yes, the folk, the folk story. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know yeah. he was real? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I think. Yeah. That's not where I imagined that going. No, that he, question. He's like, no. but he, he's like a weird. There's a bunch of American tall tales like Pecos yeah. Bill yeah. and Annie like Paul Oakley. Bunyan. Well, she's a real person too. Yeah. yeah. Well, Annie yeah, Oakley yeah. was real. Yeah, but like, 
but Johnny Appleseed is unusual amongst oh. them because I'm pretty sure Annie Oakley, there's like photographic evidence of there's, I don't think there's any photos of Johnny Appleseed, but that guy was actually real. And he actually like exists huh. in those same stories, but he actually was just a dude who went around planting apple trees and mm. popularizing apples in the United States. I'm sh- I was, wow. I thought it was like a Sherlock Holmes situation of like, oh yeah, like, <laughs> No. <laughs> no, not actually real. Completely, <laughs> not actually real. completely fictional. Yeah. He was supposed to be like just spreading seeds, but that's not really how you grow good apple trees either. Like the way to do a fruit tree is you mm. like graft them. Like if you grew an apple from a mm. seed, it would not be huh. a good apple. You get like yeah. a nasty oh, mealy apple, whoa. but you like that's how they make all these different mm. variants. Also, I don't know if you guys know this, but I know a lot about horticulture. No, just this one fact about apple trees and fruit trees. I was gonna no, say, no, I was no, like, no, oh my no. god! In addition to all the other things I do, I also oh. grow fruit trees. No, no, I just know this from someone else because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Amber secretly got an apple orchard, and, yeah, and I, I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> That would yeah. be amazing. That's uh, really interesting, though. So you have to know, to, you're supposed yeah. to graft pieces from one apple tree yeah, onto I think another? That's, I don't, I mean, somebody else will probably correct me. And maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. But that's a story I've been told, that you have to graft I mean, trees hmm. to tr- trees. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's where they kind of, like, do, they kind of put, yeah. like, a, almost, like, cut a chunk into a stump of a tree, and then oh. you put, like, a sprig of another yeah. tree, like, into that, like, stump, and they kind of fuse or, or together. I, I'm and pretty sure you can also, like, graft <clears throat> a plum tree to an apple tree and like that one branch will grow plums i don't know maybe i'm making stuff up i will it grow i I mean if anyone owns an orchard is that how they make is that how they like do hybrid fruits like would you get a plapple i I don't think one time i got a grape a grape apple at the store because i'm i i peruse like the produce aisle i'm looking for like what can I what's what's weird what can I try and there's a a grapeple but I think all Mm. they did to it was inject it with (gasps) fake grape flavoring because it felt like eating like a like grape flavored gum I don't want some fake grapple shit I want a real grapple grapple. I want a a kebapple as well okay surprise I'm interviewing you guys now it's already happened it's changed it (laughs) Uh, it's already ah, done. You could take Do it. <laughs> a fruit, like the container of a fruit, mm. and instead yeah. replace it with another fruit flesh. Oh, what would you fascinating. do? Fascinating. I already know exactly what my answer is going to be here. What is it? My answer is going to be putting uh, the like banana in the container of I'm going to say a. But probably an apple. I love the crispness of an apple. But because, mm. And mainly the reason is because I actually li- love the taste of bananas, but I cannot yeah. stand the texture huh? of them. Oh. So like that feels like a, like an ideal situation for me. Effectively getting yeah. the taste of banana, but with the crunchiness nice. of a crisp apple. I also Sounds super great. agree with that. Like having an apple in my mouth is just like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of similar with pears, honestly. Pears kind of feel a bit furry to me. You know what I mean? Why don't we take a a pineapple and put it in a pear? Because like pineapples are kind of hard to pear. Yeah, because pineapples are hard. Or like a prickly pawpaw pear. I was was waiting for that. I I want just a giant watermelon container that's nothing but mango. That yeah. is I was literally oh. thinking I was oh, thinking the same fucking thing. Watermelon is clearly the best fruit mm. to fill, right? Yes. We just take yeah, watermelon, yeah, yeah, fill yeah, it with yeah, banana, yeah. fill it with apple, fill it with whatever. Anything. Yeah. But yeah. I've got to be honest, Amber, like the idea of getting chunks of like yeah. of like watery mango. Mm. Oh, take an mm. ice cream scoop mm. and just, just be Ooh. scooping out chunks just, of I mango. Could, oh man, I could, 
eat that yo can we like circle back to like the the container of a watermelon with the with inside being a banana because that 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 freaks me maybe that's maybe too (laughs) much banana (laughs) (laughs) well i think the reason why watermelon works is because it has the watery taste as well like you know what i mean it's like it's not as Mm -hmm. intense like i don't know if you ever have like Mm -hmm. if you ever have like watermelon drinks you kind of get reminded like oh too much of this flavor like isn't good like watermelon mm-hmm. works so well because it's watermelon and water mm-hmm. See, I'm the if you just have like watermelon juice it's like oh nah, for Ooh. me it's the reverse is- i like mm. artificial watermelon way oh, really? more than i like actual huh. watermelon. i don't no. really i'm not a big fan of actual watermelon uh, it just doesn't wow. really, it doesn't have much taste wow for me. heard it here first it feels very watery heard it here first yeah. wow and i'm not okay. a fan of the texture either interesting i mean because i'm I, in case you haven't guessed, I'm I'm very very picky with what I eat, uh, especially with it when it comes mm. to fruit. Um, uh, so n- I, not many fruits mm. do it for me. I like a bit of orange. Mm-hmm. I like a little mm. bit of orange. I like I like a grape on occasion. Yeah, the occasional uh, grape. I love an occasional or- just single one single grape. grape. <laughs> and then oh, well, a little treat for me. Blop, blop, blop. And then uh- <laughs> that's actually the sound of making treats. it's just bubbles um but i I love a smoothie Mm. though because then i don't have to worry about the consistency so like a strawberry and banana smoothie oh Mm. oh Mm. see i'm exactly the opposite it's mostly the texture that puts me off of the of like a banana i'm like ugh, and this tastes nice but what are are your what are your guys's feelings on warm fruit like fruit from a pie perhaps oh big sweet pie hell yeah Yeah. like big fan big fan like apple crumble i've I've never Mm. tried let's go like i would like to try like an american Mm. pie i had an american uh, like pumpkin pie (laughs) that was not what i thought it was gonna be and it tasted it tasted what i imagine crack cocaine feels like you know what i mean like it was like (laughs) it was like sugary delicious crispy oh mm, that was good there is is another one apple pie is great there is literally a pie that's just called sugar cream pie that's like pretty (laughs) okay i'm in famous like it's the the pie of like the midwest where it's literally just cream and sugar amazing perfect it's ridiculous that's my pie i mean to be honest that's basically what we have like with scones right or scones depending on mm. how you pronounce it mm. it's like it's effectively just like a crust cream and then sugared fruits like on top it's just like it's it's essentially the same thing it's just that we do these in the we do them in little bites so that you can have more yeah. of them <laughs> that's the way that that's what we trick that's the that's trick works. thinking yeah um well, I was yeah. going to say warm, warm mango. Oh, yeah. I'm a no. Oh. I'm a no on a warm mango. Oh, yeah, Almost all other warm fruits, though. Sure. Uh, yeah. I can I'm, do I'm it. A, I'm a no it. to the warm fruits. Like, I, I don't know what oh, happens no texturally when it, like, mm. becomes hot. I don't like <laughs> the gloopiness of it, the mushness of it. Mm. So yeah. I'm a I'm a, a pumpkin pie, pecan mm. pie kind of uh, yeah, for sure. Makes sense. Creamed. Okay. I feel like we're all just like hungry and we haven't really. Yeah, it's, it's lunchtime for me yeah. right now. So mm. it's, yeah, it's dinner time yeah, for me us. as well. It's, it's, it's dinner time, yeah. Us, so, mm. uh, and I've just had mine, but I'm hungry again now. So thank you so much. <laughs> um, you are welcome. <laughs> I'm going to struggle at the gym tomorrow because I'm going to end up eating really late tonight. Thank you so much. Oh, I mean, um, <clears> going to the gym. I mean, just good job, you. Anyway, hey, it's it's a it's a recent development uh, that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go back to the gym now because I need to. Um, so Amber, t- truly, thank you so much for yeah, uh, this tr- spectacular tangent on uh, fruits mm. and how we eat them. 
Um, but if I may, uh, kind of bring us back onto the subject at hand, which is you, um, uh, uh, we, we have a very important question to ask, which is the question that we always ask all of our guests, which is what is your nerdy origin story? How did you start, uh, kind of getting into not necessarily as a, as, as work, but as just as you, like what was the initial, Mm. yeah. Yeah. What was the initial like spark? So, uh, I got into TTRPGs begrudgingly. Like I was already a nerd, right? I was like, I I read comics, I was an anime, but like D and D, no way. That's way too. (laughs) Tell yourself that it's like too much, and then that would be a step too far. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I could never. I could never. I mean, I had played when I was like ten years old a a superhero game called Heroes, but it it was like too much math for my ten year old brain. I was playing with a bunch of like older teens plus an adult who was probably in their Mm -hmm. 20s and it was like i wasn't really getting it so i didn't have a really good experience it wasn't like oh this did Mm -hmm. something to my brain i just kind of left it but then when i got into college my then partner at the time his best friend who's now my best friend was like hey amber you'd you'd really like to play Dungeons and Dragons. I know you would like it. I said, no, no, Josh. No, I could never. I will never Josh, play D&D. Listen, Josh, okay? You, you need to Josh. slow your roll, okay, like, sir? Don't tell you. me what I would like, Josh. Like you know Josh. You don't know me, Josh. Josh. How could you ever make a suggestion? I genuinely feel like that should be a trigger warning. Like being being told what to do by a guy called Josh is something that's happened to <laughs> well, you know, every single human being on the yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, I was kind of like weird because it's just like one of those things where uh, you kind of like, oh, that's that. Growing up in the Midwest as a person mm-hmm. of color and in the schools that I was in, I was just it. That was a that was like the nerdy white guys activity. That wasn't yeah. an activity for me. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah. when Josh was inviting me, I'm like who am I going to play with? It's going to be my partner, but who else would be thinking? And then I finally got to, once I got to meet their friend group, um, I was getting more and more convinced I should try it. And then when he said, Oh, you could draw your character. I was like, Oh, I can make up a character and I can (laughs) illustrate what they look like. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll try it. Everybody else is playing now. This friend group is playing D and D. I guess I'll sit down and I'll play. And I, <laughs> oh, the character I made. Can you take a guess at as as to what Ooh. my first uh character was? Okay, wait, okay, okay. So let's okay. we need to all, all three of us need to guess. Okay, so yeah, we've yeah, got yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think what are our core tenets of starting characters. We've got obviously Edgelord Rogue. Orphan. Orphan, yeah, or- orphaned rogue probably. <laughs> I don't um, know what you're talking about. I would never would make that. <laughs> yeah, uh, tiefling orphaned rogue or mm. or human human rogue it could be up there. Elf rogue. ranger. Oh, I don't think I don't think Amber would go human. Yeah, I don't uh, think. Yeah, I'm not feeling human either. I Elf- feel like a tiefling. I feel like a tiefling could be up there. Uh, for Tiefling, I, you, I could you, see gnome you, if you were feeling the cutesy sure, like sure, be a delightful sure. gnome person. Yeah, I can I, see yes. that. Yeah. No, no, you got it, Jasper. Oh, elf. elf! I've got an elf. Ranger. Ranger. Yes. Elf, Ranger. Oh, Ranger. Ranger. Oh, you went Legolas. <laughs> yeah. You went Legolas yeah. with it. That's what I mean. You got to go through the court. Like every. Yes. Li- li- listen, we all like to mm-hmm. think that we're different, and then you look at Baldur's Gate <laughs> three, and they special. announced that everyone just played a freaking paladin. Like you know yeah. what I mean? It's just yep. like no, no, no. We're, no we all do. We're all out here doing the same thing. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Elf. <laughs> elf. Ranger. Uh, red it. hair. Green eyes. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. first. The yeah. very first elf that I ever DM'd for. Uh, druid, but red hair, green eyes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah redhead elf. Absolutely, because yeah. everyone, yeah. everyone's like, I kind of want to be like adjacent to poison ivy, but not like yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so I, I, I got to draw that character. I still have that original drawing too, uh, oh. and which is 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 very special to me I, i'm a, i'm the yeah. kind of person that like keeps all their like little drawings and all their character sheets and stuff mm. i don't think i have it, that character like sheet anymore somewhere. but i do have the drawing um what, what subclass i oh, didn't yeah. get uh far enough to even think about subclassing oh no so my first D sure. experience was uh pretty short i mean we did like four sessions total um and then our friend group was kind of like falling apart-ish and we couldn't keep Mm-hmm. Uh, time and schedule the bane of every yeah, game time. right like no one's mm-hmm, schedules mm-hmm. can the be. old foe the old yeah. foe. Yep. Yep. yeah and um i just i i learned i learned something very uh important about how i play in that experience so i can't have familiars i just completely oh, forget no. about my wolf or whatever yeah. so oh, somewhere no. in oh. some dungeon a wolf has is has been <laughs> <laughs> for, no, for he's, 15 oh, years he's fine. he's fine he's he made his way out and he's got like a family sure. and it's fine yeah it's that's fine. totally i don't know F- 15 years is definitely too old for a wolf so i think that wolf is gone <laughs> that wolf is super yeah. gone no. but maybe maybe the wolf had kids you know maybe their kids are, are living on. <laughs> there was another wolf in the, the, there was another wolf in the yeah. in the in that cave in the dungeon and they started a full pack <laughs> yeah that would be adorable yeah that actually reminds me they're uh, in in the uh, the second gamers movie. I don't know if you've seen any of the gamers Mm-mm. movies, Amber. No. They're basically like parodies of D and D and like people oh, playing D and D specifically. And in the second movie, they go. They're trying to complete this quest, and they finally get to the end of the quest, and they meet their squire from the previous iteration of the campaign, who they just left there, and he has all of their previous <laughs> characters' stuff. Nice. And he's just been. He's like, I've been sitting here for three years. Uh, <laughs> Love that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so I knew you would come. So after, so after that experience, and and I, Josh, is my best friend now. He's basically the one who brought me into into the full like I'm I'm role playing. I'm hooked. So mm-hmm. I I after that well four, played this time, Josh, you got it right. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. got it right this it's time. One time Better late than never, Josh. Curse <laughs> you, Josh. <laughs> 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 I, what we're doing right now to Josh is how I am to Josh. So that's like, hey! so funny that it's, it's even crossed Excellent. over to people that he's never probably going to meet ever. Um, feels just, just like home, doesn't it, Josh? Josh. <laughs> it's like we're all a big group of best friends, aren't we, Josh? You don't know us. <laughs> but I think, Josh, you know, I have a recommendation for you. How about you be our friend, Josh? Josh. <laughs> Oh my god. Why don't you come on the show, Josh? <laughs> Josh. <laughs> come on. Uh, oh my gosh. Waiting with arms outstretched, Josh. <laughs> it's our new Patreon stretch goal, Josh, to have you here on the show. <laughs> We're gonna fly you out to the UK, Josh. Oh my gosh. Josh. <laughs> Film a whole in-person episode. Our first in-person guest episode. Just for you, Josh. Josh. Just for you. <laughs> This is your Abba's reward, face. Josh, for for, yeah, for, for uh, raising me TTRPG. All punishment. All punishment. Or punishment. Probably it depends more, on how probably you look more it, a, a punishment, yeah. But yeah, but, like to go back to like more of the role-playing stuff, like mm. I ended up uh, playing a few more games, went to Pathfinder when 4E came out, um, and then we did a seven-year 3.5 campaign, Whoa. all wow. evil-aligned. 
Seven years? Seven years. That's cool. Evil. How did you manage to keep it going that long? So, Josh did a, Josh, I'm singing his praises. He did a really good job. He he basically orchestrated, like, he was handpicking people. He was trying to specifically pick people from gaming circles that he knew were, like, good at the table, not just in role-playing and games, but, like, as people who are team players. So he specifically hand-chose. And this was even before, um, like, you know, safety tools and X cards and all this Mm. stuff. He was Mm. even smart enough to say, okay, guys, like, if we're doing evil, an evil campaign, Mm. what do we not want to touch on, right? Like, what are your no's? What is, what's, what, what, yeah. So we did all of that even before Excellent it was a work, thing. Josh. Okay, yeah. Josh. Like yeah. really She's, nice. Okay. We had a hand pick a great table. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> great job. And you ran it for seven years because you built a solid foundation. Good for fucking you, Josh. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for you. For you. Good yeah. job. <laughs> good Thanks job. for giving good me for all these you. great memories. Ow. <laughs> uh, but but then we also like for the like actual character creation he he allowed us to go like absolutely wild as far as what we wanted to be so i chose like a pixie who was a necromancer um there was a minotaur there was a skulk there was um um, a tiefling and the way that we made our characters he specifically guided us to make characters who had to rely on each other so we were like very min maxed Mm. in our specific like you know what we're strong at so like me magic and then um the skulk was obviously the sneaky minotaur strong and then the uh the tiefling uh despot he was very charismatic yeah so we Mm. had to rely on each other like i even remember the first time i was like i'm gonna go off and fly around and i'm gonna go grab a potion from this this because we don't have a healer so i'm gonna go grab this potion and as soon as i went Mm -hmm. to go steal and broke from the party josh was like smack me down i was like no you're you're on the ground right now like you have five hit points you one level flying tissue paper um so so that's how we did it and again so he said that good foundation we designed the game character wise that we had to rely on each other there was a reason that Mm. we we needed to work Mm. together um and that's why it lasted for seven years yeah that's awesome wow did it go to level 20 No, because Josh, Josh, oh, Josh, Josh, XP, and he Josh, only let us level Josh. twice a year. Twice a year? Twice. I only got to level freaking twelve. It was like with my with my Josh. my character, my level adjustments. That's worse than Mister Jeremy Cobb, right? That's actually that is actually yeah. even worse than Jeremy Cobb. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's that pretty. If people worse. don't stop me. I will level them up, level them up every session. I'm like, yeah, do it. Let's <laughs> go. It's, it's bad. He wow. he he was in it for the long haul, and he didn't want to have to deal. I think that's a th- big thing too. Is there's not a lot of i don't know in my experience i have not come across a lot of like how do you manage basically demigods at a table right because at the point that i hit yeah yeah, the point that i hit my i was doing i had save versus death spells right so Mm. how do you deal with that but then also seven years is a long time um Mm -hmm. we eventually decided to try other games so um we Amazing. Put those to, to, to Maybe a reunion's yeah. on the yeah. on the cards, you know. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. 
Maybe I think maybe? yeah I think to be honest, like we we've said it multiple times uh, especially I'm not hundred uh, percent sure what it's kind of like three point five and stuff is but like generally once you start getting above level twelve in like most TTRPGs you get mm -hmm. to a point where you're like oh boy this is these guys are hard to put down and keep down. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. At least you know D&D. I, mean? I can't speak for Pathfinder, but definitely D&D 5th mm -hmm. edition. Yeah. Once they hit, once they get a bat, a level, level 11 to 12, it starts mm -hmm. to be like, yeah. I'd all say bats even, are off. Even like, even 10, you start going like, really? You have what? Sorry? You know what I mean? Like there's <laughs> yeah. a moment in yeah. the DM where you're like, what? Okay. That's, uh, I can make my own mansion, Jasper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you haven't been keeping a close eye on your player's abilities up to that mm, point, mm. it will get away from you very quickly because yes. they start to get so strong. So strong. Um, well then speaking of, uh, of TTRPGs and your, on your love of TTRPGs, obviously you're now the project manager over at Cobalt Press, which is, uh, producing so cool. some, some yeah. incredible work. Um, yeah, we're all extremely jealous and in awe. Um, <laughs> I'd love to just hear a little bit about kind of how that job came about and, yeah. and what you, um, you know, like, I guess maybe even give us like a day in the life as well. I think that might be quite yeah. interesting to hear what you get up to. Okay. So we'll before i started working in ttrpgs i worked in corporate america and i specifically mm. was a manager oh, is, that, is that a good company to work for yeah corporate america, corporate america. <laughs> yeah. honestly outside, outside of america it probably it kind of does feel like that like it just feels like yeah they just do the business entity. in america yeah it's you just, know what i mean yes they just do business wall street yeah uh, wall yeah. street the company yeah wall street's, yeah, wall street's like one little floor on on corporate mm. america you know what i mean it's like yeah. one level that you can just go to pathetic the 55th you know what i mean it's like that's what mm -hmm. it is yeah and it's a it's 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 not a great floor and i did not mm. enjoy being on that floor uh at yeah. all but i was there for 11 years uh Oof. working specifically Oof. on uh car seats like baby car seats uh oh. strollers oh. uh cribs everything that, anything them? that a, you need to keep a baby alive for like the first five years of its hmm. life i touched uh, okay. uh well, that's a quite a service. uh and i did the instruction yeah. manual manuals for mm. these products uh, and when i mean do them i mean get the product use the product take pictures of the product do the illustrations for the product wow. do the writing for the instructions Whoa. the layout for the instructions you don't think about the fact that someone has to do that do you i was literally <laughs> about to say that's one of them jobs think about that, go, huh? Huh? someone mm -hmm. does do that Yep, yeah, that's okay. me. That and it's also fun. really weird, too, to think about because it's like, I think the amount of instructions I did for 10 years, the amount of people, the hands that it's passed through is kind of staggering to think about, even if they just like throw mm -hmm. down the trash or recycle it or whatever. It's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, it was it was wild to think about sometimes. Like I could walk into a Walmart or a Target and be like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. I did that label on that car seat over there. I did the instructions wow. for this product over there. Yeah, that's um, It was... I really liked that job a lot as far as the actual job, like mm -hmm. making lists is something I love to do. Going yeah. back to TTRPGs, <laughs> I absolutely kept a ledger of our money. Uh, Cause I'm a yes. freak. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing it. I love shopping. I love all that stuff. Um, so as I'm playing TTRPGs and I'm working in this, this car seat industry, uh, juvenile product industry, I was going, oh, shoot, you know, if I wanted to redesign a character sheet, I could just do that. Like my 3.5 character sheet yeah. didn't have everything I needed for it. And it was like not great. So I I redesigned my character sheet and I was like, oh, this is just something I can do. I can just start 
do you know using graphic design to to make things for myself at the table and then all my friends were like hey can you redesign my character sheet can you make my character sheet look better and i'm starting to do it um at one point i thought hey is there a job is there a job here (laughs) potentially um and i at one point was so over working at the company i was at i started going what's my five-year escape plan (gasps) <gasps> oh so not a five-year plan a five-year escape, escape plan, escape plan. yeah okay. and oh, did you uh, start chiseling a hole in the wall and putting a poster yeah, over was, every night <laughs> just keep a little spoon at my my cubicle my little cubicle yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um it the it was the, the sorry spoon. Shawshank cold redemption paladin um the spoon was graphic design uh and i was like oh, i can start doing <laughs> freelance work so mm. i started to do like podcast album artwork or somebody mm. needed a book laid out or somebody needed a logo for something i just started doing it. and it was through twitter and like networking um i also did like panels at conventions um mm. like gen con i started doing panels where it's like designing a better character sheet and i did that panel right when uh pathfinder 2e's character sheet came out so mm. like that was uh like <laughs> uh, good timing for that panel um because i can talk mm-hmm. a little bit about like why people's reactions were so strong to it at the time mm-hmm. um and then uh just started to do more and more more freelance and making connections being on podcasts talking to people i had my own podcast and eventually someone was like hey cobalt press is looking for a part-time graphic designer i think you would be good for it and i applied mm-hmm. and i got on and- here we are <laughs> as a part-time graphic designer for them first um which was you know doing kickstarter graphics doing some of the book layouts some of their pdf layout and mm. um they did a i think it was their tome of beast 3 kickstarter that mm. was how they were able to then say okay yes we can hire you full-time as a graphic designer and then i started to do like the merge and doing other things but as time went on and they were growing and there were more projects and then the OGL stuff happened and the mm-hmm. shakeup happened mm-hmm. and I was starting to notice that... We hadn't heard about that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that a big thing? That... It, was, no. it was a scary time uh, <laughs> for me personally because um, it's one of those yeah. things where you go, oh, am I going to have a job next year? Like, I don't know yeah. if it's, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect me personally in that way. Um, mm. But as I was watching all these projects start to boil up at Cobalt Press, even um, as a graphic designer, I was starting to realize they didn't have like that that hub, right? That's that person mm-hmm. who is just like there to check the boxes, make sure things got, get done, things are moving. They didn't have a project mm-hmm. manager, so I, I I spoke up and said, "Hey, I did that for like six years at my previous company. I mm-hmm. I I'm happy to do that for you guys mm-hmm. if you think it's a good fit." Mm-hmm. And it worked out. So they offered me the project management role. So This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. 
Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I've worked in a a marketing agency before, and when I say I would not have gotten a single thing done without my project manager, (laughs) (laughs) like indispensable. So good job. (laughs) It's like uh, herding cats, herding kobolds, kind of. Yeah, yeah, literally. Sure, sure. Um, That makes a lot of sense. um, And I, no, sorry, let go. I, I was just going to ask, what were the kind of like additions that you would make on like character sheets and stuff? I'm just curious. Oh, yeah. So I specifically on my, uh, since I had that um, necromancer pixie, she um, did not have, like the spell area was not good for me on my 3.5 character sheet. Um, Uh The skills, like there was tons of skills I never used, right? Like Mm -hmm. I ended up like, uh, it's on my portfolio on my website. So if anybody's listening to this and wants to check it out, you can go to my website, rocketorca.com, and there's it's in my layout yeah. portfolio. So I I specifically one, I made it look pretty. So I added it like <laughs> yep, pastel pink and purple. <laughs> um pastel <laughs> goth. And then That's all you need. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Great. yeah and <laughs> so yeah, so like I there's a lot tons of skills I didn't need to use. So I got rid of those. I made like a paper doll looking um um uh silhouette so i could draw like on my magic items because i was really really bad about keeping track of what items i had or what equipment i was wearing but if i had a visual Mm. reference that i could draw on i kept it was much better for my brain and i remembered my stuff Mm -hmm. because you know how many times you're like oh yeah that cloak gives me plus four oh yeah or whatever Mm, Um, yeah yeah, oh yeah yeah, yeah. i have a cloak of like is it displacement or like protection or something in like one of my games and i'm like oh shit you have this advantage oh never mind whatever yeah Yeah. uh, yeah. it's really interesting you say that actually because i've started doing this thing now where i will look through my inventory and i will write down little prompts for myself like Mm -hmm. i'll think about like fun ways i might be able to use an item and i'll be like i'll just write down like 
hey, if you ever in, you know, uh, I, I'm trying to think of like an example now, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, don't forget that you can tie a, uh, you can tie a little loop in a in a uh, a rope and use it to like drag someone, or you know what I mean, like whatever it may yeah, be, yeah. or help someone up if you can get somewhere higher, or what, like little things like that. I think just mm-hmm. like kind of i think do the same thing that you're achieving with the visuals i i think i would do that were i in any way talented at drawing and <laughs> and wouldn't and basically it would be a stick figure with mm-hmm. you know a, a multitude of very strange looking items around me that would probably <laughs> cause me to look down mid-game and go why have i drawn this like phallic thing <laughs> in my hat like, what is that's a you what like what is that issue. like <laughs> what, what do i have there like, <laughs> like, the I... like that's not even an item I never gave you that. I never gave him that. That's like. just for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for that me... That one's all you, buddy. I think for me specifically with, like, the graphic design stuff, like, especially the character sheet, like, I have ADHD. Um, Same. Walls of text or lots of little boxes are very intimidating and confusing to yep. me. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times, without realizing it, I was redesigning things for my ADHD, ADHD brain and... Mm. I was really like, other people are like this. And it's also a Mm. form of accessibility, which led to me learning more about accessibility and user experience, which is something else that when I was in my corporate, you know, on that floor, that, that horrible floor, floor, horrible floor, horrible floor with the one fluorescent bulb that's, uh, Flickering, flickering on and off <laughs> yeah. uh, i was like oh yeah. and you're in those Josh cubicles where there's no there's no like door you know you're just in a cubicle with no way yeah. out it's you're not it. sure how you got there it's like a dream <laughs> like you just severance. wake up and you're already there severance it's, yeah i was gonna say it's full severance right that's yeah. exactly what it is yeah uh, and, and i so i took advantage of 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 some of their training stuff and i got user experience mm. training especially in like accessibility and information mm. design and i started to bring that into what i was doing for ttrpgs as well so um yeah adhd That's, brain i have to yeah it was like a full redesign you'll have to check it out i'll yeah. send you guys the link yeah. after i'm i would I'm love yeah please we'll, love to we'll, see that we'll pop it in the description as well so everyone can find it out but um yeah. i really love that actually i'd love to just touch on that a little bit more as well just because yeah. i think that one thing that's that's um kind of stood me in good stead in my creative career and something that I hadn't really considered before. It's like, actually, I think kind of touching that slightly, the kind of corporate world, it, it even if it just gives you an appreciation of like what it takes, uh, what goes into creating something that is like mass, on mass popular or on mass useful or, mm-hmm. or, or accessible or, you know, uh, uh, and I think like those lessons are, are really interesting and actually can yield some really interesting fruit uh, just to keep it mm. you know on our theme um yeah, yeah, yeah. i also so, like mm. it's it's so interesting when like i i think this is maybe partially an adhd thing but like when you just kind of like you do something so for so long that is like actively like um difficult for you and you just don't even like think that there could be like a different way of doing things yeah, and then yeah. when somebody like gives that to you or amber in your case because good job innovation that's so that's i'd love to be able to do that you make it for yourself like that it's just game changing so like mm-hmm. yeah well mm-hmm. done on yeah thank spotting you. That. i was i was gonna say going off of what you just said to um jasper where it's like um that corporate like yeah coming in from a a a yeah like we did millions and millions of car seats i did um Mm. you know every every year i did anywhere from 70 to 120 manuals 
um, which was a variety of, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 different SKUs. And being in a very structured environment when it comes to research and development and product development, coming mm-hmm. into TTRPGs, it was such a weird <laughs> brain flip. Like, I yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, oh, what? This is the wild, wild west out here. Yeah, I, I was gonna say you—you you probably walk in feeling like Donald Glover in that community meme, right? Of just being like, "What yeah. is happening here?" Like, no, no, mm. this is fine. This is how we work. This oh. is how we work, and it's like I, I get that there's some fun here, but like also, what is? What are you doing? This is, you know, this like this is crazy. Uh, it, it, yeah. it was. It was mind-boggling to me. Well, for, for two for two reasons. One, I was so used to being like under this pressure for so long that when I like, it's like when you are so used to doing like homework and research papers for mm. college or high school, and then you like mm. get out and you're like, wait, isn't something due tomorrow? Yeah. that's how i Isn't felt someone gonna tell me off if i don't do this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the same experience when i i went full-time into into ttrpg industry where it's like or publishing where i was like oh oh there isn't like there's it's i'm not i don't feel this like intense pressure because we have like a million mm. products happening and also they're not litigious uh in a <laughs> in a safety way so like yeah. I, I, what I, I, for the first like three months, like when I was just the graphic designer, I was like, I no. don't know what to yeah. do with myself. Like, really? Yeah. Like, I did the work, but now what else? I, I'm, I'm used to staying up mm-hmm. until like 8 p.m. or like, you know, midnight mm-hmm. sometimes because I would work with China and it was like, mm-hmm. ah. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then, and then too, just yeah, it's give like, you like loads of feedback, and then you're like, okay, I have to incorporate all of this, and then yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then then when I went on to doing the project management side of stuff, like I don't think people sometimes realize, like the third party publishing industry, it's pretty scrappy. Like you know, Cobalt Press mm-hmm. specifically was a very small company, like three four years ago. Like they didn't even mm-hmm. have many full time staff. Um, so when I came in and I'm like, okay, so what's the process for your A-level projects? And they went, what? It's, we just know how to do it. I went, oh, okay. We need to get that out of your head and put it on. Yeah. Yeah. We need to put that down somewhere in case Mm -hmm. you're on holiday or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been helping them with that. And I think that's also part of my ADHD autism spectrum stuff where like for Mm. me, documenting, listing things is so fun, um, for me. So, like, they were just like, yes, Amber, take everything from our brain and document it. This is good, actually. Yeah, this is great. Which is very also surprising because I was not used to that buy-in in my corporate company. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yep. if I was like, we yep. need to be doing this process this way and we need to be documenting this way, I would get so much pushback from corporate. Yeah. But yeah, here, they're like, yay, Amber. <laughs> and I'm For like, I feel so appreciated. Give us brand guidelines, please. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I think it's it's so interesting just to be like, and actually I wonder if if there maybe is even some advice that you might offer up to anyone who like is in this space or uh, might be listening to this and thinking about getting into this space about like, how do you manage that? Because I think it can be... Um, really difficult i was actually doing a, mm. a a solo podcast today for the patreon where i was talking about some of my kind of time in acting and i was saying the the one of the things i was so glad about with my drama school training was the just the rigor that it gave me the ability mm. to 
you know, just like, no, I have to do this like week in, week out, day in, day out. You know what I mean? Like on repeat mm-hmm. and make it feel fresh yeah. and exciting and new. And do you know what I mean? And, and just be prepared to kind of put that work in. And I think that that helps me personally. But like, I'm wondering for, for you, what was that transition like in being like, how do you keep yourself kind of, you know, moving forward, keep yourself kind of uh, uh, engaged, you know, when you do have, you know, when the sort of, there isn't that kind of uh, someone holding you almost in a, you know, a lot of the time in a bad way, but just there isn't someone kind of always over your shoulder. It's like, you have to be the only per- the person over your own shoulder kind of, mm-hmm. you know, h- how have you found that transition <laughs> in a way? Oh boy. Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, I am ungovernable. Uh, <laughs> I, I used to say that's that such a mood. I love that. <laughs> I, I, and I refuse to be. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try to govern me. You can't do it. I will say I you can't, like, this is something my therapist and I work on a lot, uh, because I am, I'm, I can't hold myself to a lot of stuff. Like I'm really bad mm. about like, ah, yes, today you will make sure you eat breakfast and you will have lunch and mm. you will have dinner and you will drink your water. And also uh, you need to do X, Y, Z on your list. And then I go, but what if I just read and ate cookies all day instead? You know, <laughs> oh uh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. I think for me in a professional workspace, I, I, I mean, it's why I like role-playing games too, right? It's, I like... Mm-hmm working with a team on something. Um, so mm-hmm. even with my therapist to get me to do things the way that I um, don't necessarily enjoy or I have to do that specifically taking myself, I have to like play a game with myself and make like a, it's kind of like a role play. So even mm-hmm. in like in my professional, I'm like, I am Kobold Presses. I am the Kobold running around with a checklist and calendar. And it's fun for me to picture mm-hmm. myself doing that. And also they it's teamwork we're working on something together and i get a Mm. lot of intrinsic motivation knowing that the things that i'm doing are helping the team out on the whole so that keeps me motivated Mm -hmm. so even though i'm scatterbrained and adhd all over the place Mm -hmm. i can still the things i'm choosing to do or things i have to do or things that are assigned to me to do i know it's it's just so motivating for me to see and also it really 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 helps when you have a team who really appreciates you and thanks you and respects you. Yeah. And they have mm. that good, good feedback together. Like, I mean, we, we were at Gen Con um, this past August. It's still technically August as of today that we're recording. Sliding in like Indiana Jones under the door. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we don't really get to get, we don't really get together in person a lot because we're spread across the country and even overseas. So um, it was very nice to get together as a team. And we just talked to each other about how we, you know, you did good, you did good here, you did good there, or thank you for this or thank you for that. That is also very motivating for me. So I don't know. It's, it's part intrinsic, part intrinsic uh, that keeps me mm-hmm. going, but boy, if we want to get really into like the elaborate, <laughs> 
Hmm. How do I actually keep myself on track? You're good. We're going to, we don't need, we don't have time for a therapy <laughs> session. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but I think that you, you raise a really good point though, because I think that this is something that is, that I think a lot of creatives do struggle with, which is kind of the reason why I asked, because I think, especially when you're coming from such an organized and ordered world, then mm-hmm. being thrown into this, you know, it's like, I always, I was literally saying to my wife, I was like, I never signed up to be a producer of anything. Mm-hmm. Like I <laughs> do not have the requisite skills to be a producer. <laughs> But then I was like, I got into the creative industry and went, I think I have more skills than other people do. Like, yeah. it, like in the sense that like, I, I'm like, okay, I'm bad at this, but like a lot of the people I'm working with are slightly worse, like ever so <laughs> mm-hmm. slightly. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to do this. Okay, that's it's fine. It's me. I'm slightly worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liv, that was not aimed at you. How it dare you? But it's Liv. It's definitely Liv. It's definitely me. <laughs> we've, discussed, we've discussed ADHD. We've discussed. <laughs> uh, but I think, but I think what, what I was going to add to that, though, is that the the beauty of the creative industry and i think what i have loved so much about this is like finding your people and the the biggest piece of advice i would give is just hang on to your people mm. if you find someone who you vibe with who you can be really open and honest with about like you know when like work you, yeah. when you're working together and you can communicate efficiently and like create something like hang on to that person because like it, like finding those people is like gold dust like it's tough it, you know what i mean like you'll you could spend your whole career going through meeting like, other creatives who you love and have a great time with and it's like all fun and whatever until you know the chips are down and the work's really hard and you need to have an honest mm. conversation and the friendship falls apart you know what i mean yeah so i think that like finding someone who you really feel like you know what we can do like we can really like get into work mode kind of thing and maintain all of that stuff is really really useful and i've i've loved over the last sort of few years really getting to like bring people i know and trust and sort of surround myself with those people and work with them and because that way then i'm like hey look i'm slightly better at this than you but you are a lot better at this than me so go do that you know live go and do that thing that you're way better at than me the, you know okay <laughs> yeah and then i toggle off <laughs> you just hit on a lot of stuff that i i was like i was like nodding like yes yes and my head my eye like i was brain sparking um i yeah it's sometimes it's not even i'm doing something better than somebody else more than like they're wearing too many goddamn hats to be mm. you know and they're not mm. It's they're split, right? So, like for instance, yeah. and I can kind of talk a little bit about um, Cobalt Press and Tales of the Valiant. Before I got on, you know, Celeste is the lead the lead game designer, and she is trying to design a game, but also was trying to manage things, right? And you don't yeah. realize how much time and brain energy goes into just did somebody get this and who got that and when is this Mm -hmm. coming in and when's that coming Mm -hmm. in and you're supposed to be designing a game at the same time like that's and the mental so sorry to jump but the mental uh power that it uses to switch like that's the thing that i think i Mm -hmm. struggle with the most on my day-to-day basis now is trying to go from like literally the other day I was like, I was organizing a project that I've got coming up, like a huge project, so excited about it. And I suddenly sat there and went, I haven't done any creative thinking about this project at all. Mm. Like zero, zilch. And it is entirely on me to come up with all of the, like, and I was like, oh, what? Like, cause like, yeah. But it's Uh-oh. just because the, the, the brain power that it takes to then be like, okay, I've been organizing, sending emails, like doing budgets, doing all of this stuff. And now I'm just going to switch and think about the story is like, 
because you need time and space and freedom to, right. to, to think about those things. And that is not what, you know, scheduling and producing allows you to do. So even that mm. switch, I think, is exhausting. So I completely agree about yeah. that, like, men- you know, the mental capacity thing is 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 a big one. Yeah. So so so, so to, for me to come on and then, like, take that, that away from Celeste, you know what I mean? Like, hey, mm. you don't mm. need to worry about setting up files or file structures or making sure this communicated or this. That gives her time. And she was also asking things like, can I just have a day with no meetings? Like, you can have whatever you want, Celeste. I will make it happen. Because like, I think that's the thing about project management people forget too. It's like, it's not just like on time, on quality, on cost for the product. I have to think about the people too. Like, are they yeah. on, or do they have time? Are, what, what cost is this project going to do to them? And like, yeah. are they having a good quality time? Like, I, I have to make sure everything's, there's an interpersonal side to it too. And it's going back to what you were talking about, creative things. Like when I got hired on as a project manager, I immediately said, I don't have an opinion about creative stuff. Like if I'm on a project, Mm. it's not my role to say, Oh, well, what about this thing instead? Or to question Mm. the game designers, um, you know, decisions on stuff. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in part of these conversations that are creative in nature. And there's kind of like this, question or putting things out forward but all if i'm going to contribute to it i'm just going i'm not going to be putting my opinion into the creative stuff like that's not my role and mm. i would just hinder unless they ask for it right like that's different yeah. right um which sometimes I was, they do. I was just gonna i was just gonna ask actually really quickly just like as a as a poc in 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 the company and i you know i'm not i don't know what the kind of inner workings of Cobra press are in yeah. terms of you know the, the balance of, of people or anything like that but um you know is that something that you you know if you would you if you saw something that maybe you, you sort of you think is questionable or you know i'm just kind of also thinking from that side of things because i think that's a Honestly, it's a tr- it's a tricky thing, and and you know, I having been a part of uh, co- I guess you could say corporate Britain, yeah, uh, and and mm-hmm. also a part of the creative space. It's like it's it's hard to find that balance of like when if when and if you're going to speak up and say something, um, you know, that doesn't feel quite right. I will say I have never felt if 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 anything comes up, I have never felt mm-hmm. like I could not say anything. Right, like mm-hmm. in regards to whatever uh, you yeah, want yeah. any social thing um and yeah. everybody i feel like is pretty well aware of 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 these kinds of topics right so right. No. um i mean i can't i, I can't even give a, even give a specific example because <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah I can't, I can't even think of a time where i had to like speak up because somebody else did it already before me or or something mm. like, hey yeah. maybe this awesome. may be a thing that's so good um, yeah mm. yeah so okay i will say i will say this living in corporate america for 11 years i was absolutely like lived in the closet in at yeah. work essentially yeah. yeah that makes sense um in all aspects um i also mm. <laughs> uh was in the con- i i worked in the town that mike pence grew up in oh, oh. i had people oh. i worked Is that in with. indiana yes i'm in indiana uh oh, and okay. i also had employees that or i had co-workers who um <laughs> went to high school with him and voted uh because they knew who he was and that mm. is the depth of wow. their their political no. like ah i know that person i'll vote for them <laughs> <laughs> uh um when i switched 
oh my god was it freeing <laughs> like i yeah, right? I, even, I think i even mm-hmm. put a tweet out about it where i was like it's so weird to like not feel like on edge during certain conversations in a com- in a company setting if yeah. you will um because i've had plenty of of mansplaining if you will uh mm. about stuff during political times and uh and because this is this is the this is the the fun rub to it all <laughs> sometimes i don't think i am but some people don't even look at me and go oh that's a person of color <laughs> like i've had people mm. in my company <laughs> not realize i was mixed in some in some way and so the things yeah. i would hear in corporate America oh, was no. wild. Shit. The stuff they'll say when they don't think you're listening. Woohoo! Or <laughs> that it would af- or that it would offend you. But then like, mm. oh, I I want since I don't work for this company where I'm I'm happy to spill the tea on this. Yeah. Please. Um, <laughs> we'll bring out the towel. Yeah. The I had everywhere. a situation where, you know, you know, the new president, Trump, woohoo! And Ugh. it was like I was very upset. And there was people in my company who were also upset. And this one guy who was like, oh, you know, oh, it's just no. how it goes. It's this and then it's the, the t- changing of political powers. And it's it's time for, you know, you had Obama for eight years. So it's time for this. And I was like, <laughs> I looked at him and I was like, uh-huh. I'm afraid for my mom. My yeah. mom is black. My yeah. mom is now in a situation where people feel empowered to be even more, like, just to be outright mm. racist <laughs> to her. Mm. And he goes, oh, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that, no, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, it shouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah, you, that, yeah, absolutely. No. That, that point is still relevant whether uh, my mom's exactly. black or not. Like, you know, <laughs> someone's mom's black. Yeah. is feeling <laughs> this way. Yeah, so it's just, to be a person. Someone mom. is yeah. black. So, yeah. so to bring it back to, like, from that experience to what I'm dealing with now is it's night and day mm. different right like yeah. it's so night and day different and i did and it's again like going back to what you were saying live where it's like you you something is a way for the way it is for so long you don't realize mm-hmm. that there's a different way to exist mm-hmm. and so yeah. i was like mind blown i'm actually honestly, existing oh God, now. i can be happy wow. i honestly <laughs> think the emotional equivalent for people of colors and and minorities g- generally like going from like a corporate to a to a, like you know like you said like a more creative and and like free space like this it's like i genuinely feel like it's like the equivalent of like you have been carrying around like a boulder on your back uh, your whole life and just yeah. assumed that it was normal and that everyone does that you know what i mean and then yeah. you get suddenly you suddenly get somewhere and they're like hey just checking in that you're okay and making sure that like you know and you're like wait what, what? So- sorry and they're just and they just casually <laughs> walk like day one they just currently walk like just casually walk behind you take the boulder off your back and you're like huh what the oh my god oh my god like you start getting aches and pains because you're like wait it hold on my body's i'm standing upright for the first time what's going on here like yeah. i'm puffing my chest out this is weird yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's uh i fully yeah. i fully fully feel that um i just wanted to check in uh other halflings was there anything in particular that you wanted to uh touch on before we start to wrap this up um if not i'll uh um I'm- yes but i was gonna let Liv go first I, i'm just enjoying the conversation i'm having a great time but yeah <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> um yeah i was gonna say what i was gonna further to that question as somebody who is uh i think it, are you mixed black and white so Amber? my mom's half black half filipino my dad's white 
Okay. So as somebody who essentially, I guess because people, you said people at your work sometimes didn't even know that you were mixed race. So you were unintentionally passing as white yeah. for them. How has that been as, uh, as a person who is capable of passing, not only in uh, majority or even entirely white spaces, but also majority POC spaces? Because that can be, I know for some people that can be a really... Uh, a, a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. I have a lot of complicated feelings about uh, my mixedness because, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's 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 so, and I'm totally okay talking about it. Um, again, this is my my personal experience, right? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, not only okay, so this is really weird. It has to start with like kind of family stuff first because mm -hmm. not only was I raised in the Midwest, basically surrounded by all white people um yep, yep, but yep, like yep. my my mom and she was raised religiously so i had like this religious like don't be involved with people too like you stay away and our culture mm. was mostly based upon uh her religion and on top mm. of that her family so this attitude is you'll you'll see the connections the attitude with my grandfather and my grandmother was assimilate Pat, mm, you yeah. have to culturally yeah. pass right mm. my grandmother came from the philippines and she was like i'm not teaching my children uh tagalog i'm not teaching them they're gonna be american and then yeah. my grandfather moved from atlanta <laughs> to get away and then he very much is the kind of uh a, a black person who was very much like don't don't hide your blackness kind of as much as you can yeah. right yeah so yeah. you bring that you get my mom you get the religion mm. you get me in the midwest I, Indiana, I, no less. Not just any Midwest. <laughs> my I, my identity is like I I don't know what it was. Right, like mm -hmm. um, I would go to. There's a high school yeah. that I went to that is notoriously racist because <laughs> um, oh, my dad no. is from this town, <laughs> and it was mm. like Ugh. because I was. <laughs> And Josh said this. So, and Josh, I love you, Josh. Josh. He was, he, oh, and, Josh. And Josh, this is so just, and this is okay. This is an okay thing. He called me a mocha mystery. Oh, no. Josh. Honestly, though, honestly, though, like I'm with you, Amber. That's, that, yeah. I grew up in Ohio. I didn't grow up in Indiana, yeah. but I did grow up in, I grew up in bigger city, Ohio, <laughs> but still, like, that's part, yeah. Yeah. It's dude, not great, I, I, but it's, dude, I it's something you, you get. I re yeah. remember used to call. I used to call myself mocha or caramel all the time because yeah. it was yeah. something I could use yeah. to like deflect yeah. and be like, "Oh, yeah. I just people are like, what are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm mocha or caramel." Ha ha ha! Please yeah. don't investigate this. I don't want to really talk about it. It's fine. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to like, very yeah. much clarify that he and uh, he said that in a discussion we were talking specifically about my my struggles. Right? Yeah. Like it wasn't sure, him like sure, making sure, a joke. Nobody come for Josh. Okay? Yeah. Nobody jo come for we, Josh. We, Josh was good. We'll be come. Don't worry. We're gonna come to come for Josh for you when he's on the show on the Patreon exclusive. Episode when so we hit Josh. twelve thousand Patreon subscribers. Okay? Uh, again, just he's white, <laughs> like he. So, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Context clues. Midwest best friend. Um, yeah. I apologize, Amber, but I knew. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we all knew. I mean, yeah. sure, right? Yeah, yeah. You got it. So, yeah. Josh uh, from Indiana, Josh. famously chi of Chinese descent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like we were talking about, he was like, and that's probably, and I got because of of that it was like 
you don't, even people don't know how to treat you. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. really weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so even like in the TTRPG space, like for, I don't, I, it wasn't until the last six or seven years that I realized like other people of color play role-playing games. Like it was not yeah. just a white nerdy person's yeah. uh, hobby mm-hmm. <laughs> which feels really embarrassing but like at the same time i was i i'm super isolated right and i and i'm yeah, not yeah. a very social person to begin with i'm not going to be seeking out you know strangers at a game shop or just you know whatever 100%. so so the experience of going to um i think it was a gen con and i went to some mm. i think the bipoc mixer um, mm. I think there was a BIPOC mm. mixer three, two years ago. I think there was one even last year. Um, mm. I didn't feel like I should have gone. Like oh, that's the feeling I had. Yeah. It was like, I don't yeah, think I yeah. really belong here. Um, oh. I've had this white passing, like I've made it in TTRPGs. I had to have this white pass. Like there's this burden in my head of like, I, I really don't belong you know, because it's just been like mm. me by myself for you so long. You convince yourself of that. Um, you yeah. convince yourself that you're not enough. Yes, exactly. You know? So it's a yes. very complicated, I'm sure, yeah, other, this probably rings true for people who, uh, mm. yeah, as similar, but. I, I, yeah, I think, well, uh, first of all, uh, one of us, uh, welcome. You're, <laughs> you. you're absolutely yeah. valid and you you deserve to I be here us. in all of the, all of its glory. I think it's, it's a, it's, look, it's a really, uh, it's something that I feel like, you know, I had a very similar experience. Um, well, I had a very empowering experience actually going, I talked about this quite a lot, but like going to Big Bad Con last year and there was a POC mm-hmm. dinner thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like one of the most uplifting experiences I've ever had of being in a room and being like, oh, wow, not only sort of, it, it, you know, do I kind of belong here, but I'm looking around and everyone else is like, you know, like 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 me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it's really uh, empowering. And I, and I hope that like, yeah, like you, everyone gets to have that that kind of experience because i think it's, a, it's an experience that a lot of uh you know people that are in the majority get every single day <laughs> you know yeah, when they walk yeah. into work and they're like huh look at all these people that look like me this is great you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i feel safe and comfortable here like it's mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but i would always say that like you know the way i remember because i remember going through something i think a bit similar where i was a bit like i don't really know what my culture is or you know yeah. i remember like getting to university and realizing like oh other black people like anime cool mm, <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean it was like yeah. and, I, and you know that was a big revelation for me because black people like anime mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they like anime more than i do and i was like oh okay yeah. i've got some jeremy's face just like yes, yes. 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 i'm not even that um, big of an anime fan but yeah black people love anime, black people love <laughs> yeah. anime. i was yeah, like yeah. oh i go up to a black guy like you like dbz and they're like and they quote like half of Goku's lines to me. And I'm like, oh, okay, uh, cool. I start okay, cool, foaming cool. at the mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do think that it, you know, uh, I then felt like I was discovering a lot of my culture through university, like going mm. to uh, a very multicultural uh, place in London because where I came from was like, much the same as a very, very white uh, area. And even through doing this podcast, I feel like I've discovered elements of my kind of culture and my personality and, and, and kind of, you know, got in touch with parts of myself, which I just kind of had been feel, felt like you did, like kind of almost ashamed. But like, oh, am I, yeah. am I, am I, am I, am I, am I brown I enough? Am I African enough? Am I Zimbabwean enough to enjoy mm. and to interact with African, you know, things of African c- culture? And, and like, it, so that's been a very strange thing mm. for me. And I, so I completely understand how that, you know how that feels and it can because it, it can feel really kind of 
exposing and and yeah you mm. but the, but the way i always say it's like you know people always ask me oh what do you identify as and i say i'm just i'm a black man that's it like that's how i identify mm -hmm. purely because of like and my thing has always been that's the way i've always been treated like mm. i've never at no yeah. point in my life have i ever really had the freedom of making that choice black people looked at me and went you're one of us and white people were like mm -hmm. yeah you're definitely not one of us you know what i mean yeah, so it was right. like okay this is just how i'm going to identify then because this group says that i'm one of them the other group not so much so i think yeah. it's like the way that you feel in that, like in those environments dictates for me a lot of like how you feel, how you should, you know, identify, you know, if you mm. if, are in those very white coded spaces and don't feel that comfortable, then I think absolutely you, you should feel like you're a, you know, a person of color because you're going through the same experience mm. as a person of color. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're having yeah. that same experience. And so, um, yeah. It's a, it's a wild again, mind mm. thing. Yeah, <laughs> lots of <laughs> therapy, everybody. The mixed experiences yeah. is quite something for those of you. Like, it's it's so trying to describe it is so wild, you know. Yeah, and like, there's another like road yeah, to it absolutely. too, where for me, like, you know, I think back about all the like things that I've been able to quote unquote achieve. And I'm like, how much of it is because I, you know, was white passing enough for mm -hmm. this group of mm -hmm. people um, because I blended in. And another part of me is like, am I? No. Is it because I'm part, like on the autistic spectrum? I just don't pay attention mm -hmm. sometimes. And I'm not I'm not picking up on the social mm -hmm. clues that I should be unless it's like outright like in my face. Yeah. Um. So like. And it's like weird guilt, too. Like, it's just a weird, mm -hmm. weird weird yeah. space to be in weird time <laughs> yeah i completely i completely agree but the whole the whole world's gonna be mixed race soon so you know like we're gonna be out here we're gonna be out here to tell everyone like look this is how it is okay you know we're all getting everyone's getting more mixed race it's just it's the way it is with the future it's fine don't worry about it don't worry about it <laughs> sorry yeah, are you gonna say right. that jeremy mm -hmm. uh yeah <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, well, you, I'm, I'm, I'm still. Uh, there was a time when I was like, "Yeah, everybody's gonna be mixed race," and then I heard that, that apparently uh, white nationalists are like, "See," uh, uh, and so I'm like, "Yeah." I'm not gonna. Well, yeah. yeah. You, have you heard what? the white genocide thing? Oh, yeah. I just don't even talk about it at this point. I'm just. Uh, like, yeah. We'll I see. Mean, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I, mean, um, I just want to. I just want to become a, an orb. Honestly, like if I could yeah, just right? trans just the, human myself, that would be great. But the thing I was yeah. originally gonna say okay. <laughs> was that i was curious as to what your experience has been in primarily poc spaces because though i am certainly not white passing and wouldn't i don't i don't know would it be really accurate to call myself mixed race even though obviously i'm not exclusively like west african in my ancestry mm -hmm. um the the growing up in in a society where I have like increased proximity to whiteness versus increased proximity to people of color, or in my case, mm -hmm. blackness would have been the most mm -hmm. likely uh, case. I ended up being socialized as yeah. a black person in a white person's world. And yeah. so I didn't have the same frame of reference opinions tastes experiences as most black people that i've come into contact with in my life and i've noticed this i can i it has not been as much of an issue in ttrpgs but i can mm. taste it when i'm like in a group mm. of primarily <laughs> especially american black people there are yeah. a set of expectations mm. for how i should think or act based mm. on the fact that i am an american black man i don't get that from the same from british people because I'm American. Ah, and I notice mm -hmm. British people don't get it from Americans because they're British. Like you could yeah. be British yeah, black yeah, and they'll yeah, be like, yeah, yeah you're yeah. British. 
whatever. Yeah, 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 if you're American, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, you're American, but you're black. So, you know, you get it's welcomed like the sting, in. The stink of the nation is more powerful than anything else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, you're like, just American, it's fine. Yeah, you, become a, you just become an American black guy. Whereas, at least for me, that has been a barrier to engaging in even some POC spaces. Because, like... I am. I have found that I'm a lot less angry at white people than a uh, lot of other POC, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not Mister like pro white all day long, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely not. <laughs> you like, do have that. You do have that day. T-shirt though, Jeremy. You do have the. <laughs> you do have the pro white all day long T-shirt. It is ironic, Jasper. It is ironic. Okay. New merch dropping soon. And there is a reason that you refuse to say the future is mixed race. You know what? I'm just saying. I can't believe know, it's just a few things that have happened now, Jeremy. Exactly. Uh, but, but like, it's... I still end up feeling in like a weird spot where even in the like Jasper, your experience, you're like, wow, I go- think of that and I go, oh, no. Like, cause I mm. think I, even though I might be, they all look like me. I'm like, as soon as stuff happens, they're immediately gonna be like, oh, it's like, oh, here's another group. That, that's what mm-hmm. that's where my brain goes because has, that's been my experience. And I'm curious, Amber, what has your experience been like in those spaces? It's so funny because like I, I think about how I am socially just in general, which is to say mm-hmm. very you wouldn't guess it, but I am a very introverted. I, I, I think like having a structure like a podcast makes it so I'm very, very chatty, very, very like mm. it's, it's all good. I know what we're supposed to be doing here. I can talk. I can I can make the jokes. Yeah. I can. I can be chill, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't seek that out. Right. Like I'm not a kind of person who's like, I can't wait to start a new game with a a bunch of new people or even going to conventions to socialize is not something that I personally like to do. I like going to conventions because I have a booth to be in and I can Mm. sell things and I, whatever. So I can stay in my damn lane. Exactly. (laughs) uh, Because I just have a lot of social anxiety around social interactions in general. Mm -hmm. I will say that Mm. I have been, making efforts to try to become more social because I am now at the point in my life where I'm like, I feel healed enough <laughs> to to try to make human connections. <laughs> wow, you guys. Um, it's hard as it is. So hug everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it, bring it, okay. bring it, bring it. So, <laughs> so I have been trying to make efforts and I I did Yeah, do... Josh, come on, you're allowed, you're allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I I um I did try, like I I especially when it comes to Filipino culture. I when I found out there's RPG uh C um and there's a Southeast Asian um scene I was like mm. oh my god I don't know my Filipino culture at all um I want to I wanted to you know engage with people from that yeah. part of my background um mm. and I went to the um uh that mixer at Gen Con and mm-hmm. I I the interactions to me it's hard to tell because it's just like Again, I'm so in my own mind's social anxiety that I can't tell the difference of like how people are are, are reading me. I'm just a ball of sweat mm-hmm. and mess. But <laughs> I will say it helps to make those individual friends who then bring mm-hmm. me through. So like um, Masood from, um, oh, was it Rivals of Waterdeep? He and I have played in a few games. We've talked a lot. We hang out at conventions. He's been very helpful in getting me into to into things. But I don't think I have the exact same experience what you're talking about. Like I, 
I don't spend enough time with people to to mm-hmm. feel it. If, you, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, for me, think, it was a uh, it was a product of when I was younger, being mm. like when I would go to family reunions and stuff. Because mm. uh, my parents are both black, but when they would take me to environments where I was surrounded by other black people yes. who were usually yeah. surrounded by primarily other black people, yeah, that's where I would start to notice it, right. and it kept happening and kept happening. And so today, I almost have an expectation, uh, which again is perhaps in some cases a uh, well I don't know if it's really a self-fulfilling prophecy cuz I basically just don't say anything at this point that would potentially trigger that response so yep. I still feel uncomfortable but it doesn't I don't get the backlash <laughs> that I used mm-hmm. to essentially yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. guess to the flip to that is like all of my family here in the Midwest is um white Uh, and so when I'm hanging out with them, it's always that bracing of, am I going to hear something racist today and whether or not I'm going to speak up, uh, you, I don't think people realize how much we spend, uh, calculating whether it's worth it. For sure. Mm. Oh Um, yeah. The mental arithmetic is like. Okay, I got, I got, I'm three comment, I'm three mild comments away from saying something. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. two strong comments away from something, and I'm like one super racist thing away. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, that's happening yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, and all, is it worth the time? It? Like, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what level of pain am oh, I willing to go? Yeah, through? yeah. And then you're like, oh wait, wait, but my uncle has said something really positive here about transgender people. Maybe I'm gonna let that happen. Mm, I'm just gonna let okay. a couple things slide now because I'm feeling like he's on a, yeah. he's on a positive vibe yep. right now. I'm gonna leave <laughs> this swing. and not mm. kind of cut under cut this by talking about the racist stuff he said earlier i'm just gonna leave this it's fine like that's mm. always happening yeah gosh sure. it's awful and then like then <laughs> yeah. then like my black family the my my family who they all you know you even mixed filipino they are they are you would just say that's a black you know my mom's a black person um yeah that family is just in denial <laughs> like, like literally like God. it's like how can you be so not socially aware but it's like out of mm. protection like they're doing mm. it for um so like, God, the things I've heard growing up, like my mom, she would be proud that she didn't sound black on the phone. Like that stuff that she, yes. she has said to yes. me, yeah. like, oh, like, oh, I didn't even yeah. know that you were black. And she was like, and it was like a, it was like a oh my God, positive really? thing that, and yeah, I, yeah. and yeah. that is the other side. So like, I have this, yeah, it's yeah, it's a yeah. wild I'm, time over here. My mom leans that fully, way. My dad would not, yeah. but my mom has has historically kind of leaned that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I would also say, British. It, yeah, I would. I would say, Jeremy, that that I've very much, uh, I very much agree and and have felt that before, um, to the point where like. I now just very instinctively, and I always get a little bit worried, like halfway through, uh, like meeting someone new that like. I code switch to like a severe degree. Yeah. Like I will, yeah. like when I hang out with my friends in London, like I will sound like I'm from London and it's not out of any kind of malicious intent. It's just like, I don't, you know, I've been called an Oreo too many times in my mm. life for me to willingly just yeah. let myself do this. You know what I mean? To just like, yeah. and it's just, it makes everything smoother and I have a better time and I have more fun. And it's like, and it's not out of any kind of malicious thing on my part or mocking or anything. It's just like, no, this is like a part of who I am. And I genuinely kind of feel like, like that's genuinely how I, I feel like I've operated my entire life is like, I just feel like I have multiple facets and I can be different things so i don't even know if i necessarily say it's code switching for me at this point it's just like now this is just like the version of myself i am around these people yeah yeah and and i enjoy it like i that's like what where i feel comfortable and i know for a fact that i do it you know when i go to like america or whatever i'm like and i'm around you know 
uh, people of color or whatever in America, like I get at least 25% louder and more kind of like, <laughs> you know, just like bombastic than I would be if I was just like at home with my wife, you know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. like I enjoy and it puts me in my kind of like safe space of being like, you know, uh, uh, kind of, uh, the only thing, the, the place where I have stopped doing that though is in like all white spaces. Like I mm. actively refuse to be like, because like that feels where it's getting into like a dangerous territory for me where I feel like mm. I'm, you know, I'm denying then parts of myself. Whereas like, I feel like in POC spaces, it's more just me trying to be like, this is the, this is where I feel like I'm going to connect with people uh, on a, on a, uh, on a more meaningful level than like, if I was to, you know, sound like this, because again, yeah, like I've had a lot of people who I've met in my life who have talked to me over the phone and then they see me in person and they're like, huh, okay. That wasn't, (laughs) That wasn't what I was expecting. You know what I mean? Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Actually, um, Amber, per your point, when you were saying you were wondering to what extent you are like in your career, you may have had a success because mm. you're white passing. I strongly suspect that Three Black Halflings has had some of our success because we largely mm. don't sound black. Mm. I, yeah. I, str- no, I don't know if I've ever said this on air mm. before, but I, de- no, I, you, you have. I have. You yeah, have, yeah, I strongly, like if, if we all came in here with very different accents, huh. we could be mm. at, a, at a different mm. level. Because I think some white people would have gone like, hmm. Yeah. And they would have <laughs> been like, they would have, it would have just been in, 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 in Wait a, minute. a recoil. This is too black for me. Exactly. I can't do this. Yeah, no, more yeah, comfortable yeah, yeah, level yeah, of yeah. black. Like, I feel like, I think it's a fair thing to say. Look at no. you have a you have a show with uh, at this point two mixed race hosts one who grew up primarily around white people uh, almost everyone who has hosted this show has or either has had or does currently have a white significant other like it is a very like <laughs> this nobody's coming on here being like Zulu lie like Zulu nation baby like you know what I mean we're not sitting here we can do that if you guys want we're ready and everything we're ready like, man we're you know ready. what I, yeah like there is just I'm not and I'm not trying to criticize us as people I don't think there's necessarily mm-hmm. anything wrong with having a white partner or have growing up around white people or being mixed race but i do think (laughs) there is something fortuitous if you're trying to get popular in this space Mm. that you are able to be a minority who is close enough to the border of the accepted Mm. majority that's the thing yeah that's just how it happened I think yeah. we're gonna go it's like I'm a gonna gateway. Go have a whiskey, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a gateway. It's a gateway thing. We're the ga- <laughs> we're the we're the gateway to other PS. Yeah, it's like, hey, why? Oh, Look, listen. Fucking... If that's if that's the unfortunately if that's the byproduct that we end up being a kind of gateway for people like POCs and and white people to like mix and be like, fine, that's yeah. fine. I'm yeah. happy. That's good. We're fulfilling a, a good purpose. Um, yeah, that's, right? I like that. Just like I feel like it's just kind of like um, taking like like um, white people people signs and being like it's okay it's not scary come it's on not, it's come okay. on the water's just fine yeah. the water's yeah. just fine um uh, but it's and then as soon right. as we get them in there we're like okay listen up <laughs> you, you gotta do better you gotta do better <laughs> we code switch join the patreon You're- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mask drops we get so black on patreon <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Well, before we go any further down this rabbit hole, I'm gonna uh, pump the brakes here because we've already kept Amber way longer than we intended. So, uh, but before we go, we have to ask this question because we always ask yes. this question yes. of all of our guests, which we have to ask you for a tale from the table. Oh. So this is a story uh, from uh, a TTRPG that you've played that is either like wild or hilarious or sad or whatever. Anything that just jumps into your mind that you're like, oh, that was like. 
and and a mo- and like a momentous moment that I want to remember. God, there's there's a lot. Uh, I'm gonna try and pick. Uh, hmm, because like I have both sides, right? I have the GM where I was a GMing something, and I've also had yeah. the player yeah. side of stuff. And um, I'm trying to decide. I have two. And I'm trying to decide which one. I think I'm gonna go with. You can do both. If you both. Want. Okay. Well, no. hmm, then which order do I do them in now? Um, <laughs> so I will go question. with the the GMing one. Um, so. I had a, used to do podcasting more mm-hmm. frequently uh, than zero because I don't do any podcasting. <laughs> um, and I did uh, do a podcast where I showcased like all of like I started GMing on a podcast. Like I was like mm. the first time GMing, yep. I'm going to record it. I want to mm. hear it. I want to get better. Um, and I had a campaign and there was my it was a table of my brother a very close friend, uh, a friend and my partner. And it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I'm going to give them an NPC that they are going to love. Like they're going to love this NPC. Mm. They're going to think it's so (laughs) cute. It's going to be a wonderful time. They're going to all be friends with it. And it was like this little caterpillar that had lost its leaf. So it had a fetch, fetch quest for, for them. It was like, Oh, I washed my leaf. You know, I was being, doing very (laughs) cute voices. (laughs) And my brother, who I'm very close with. Episode title. (laughs) Yep. I washed my leaf. I washed my my leaf. My brother, who's very close with me. We're only like a year and nine months apart. um, And, he his character it was like this little pug man like an anthropomorphic pug guy and he was mm-hmm. kind of like like upset by this caterpillar i was like what did i, I in my head i'm like in my head i'm like what did i do to upset <laughs> you this is a cute caterpillar and we literally had a fight back and forth in character where i was like can i can you help me find my leaf he goes i think you ate your leaf and i was like no i didn't i just had it in a blue way he was like well what did your leaf look like lo- uh, it was really green it was minty tasting it m- tasted like mint you absolutely ate your leaf no, I, didn't. I, didn't. I mean just like just was so angry at this i love that oh my god oh my gosh uh, oh, I would, I would die. I, was, I would like it, be like never stop. It rolling. exists never. somewhere <laughs> on YouTube. Again, you, I'll have links to stuff. Um, then mm-hmm. the second of it side of it is um, when I used to role play. When I first started doing D playing D and had no idea like how to role play. I just said, you know, I mm-hmm. rolled some d4s and i cast magic missile they look like missiles of magic um, <laughs> and, and so over the years i've evolved right to the point where i started doing voices and i played in this blades in the dark game where we set it in high fantasy and i played a goblin mm. uh character he's a hunter his name is vez he's addicted to mm-hmm. gambling specifically yep. mahjong rishi manga mahjong japanese mahjong mm. And uh, there was a, he was so socially awkward, you know, no, play, play what you know. Uh, yeah. And we're at this table, we're at a dinner banquet. Oh, no, no, no. We are, this is a different story. <laughs> Put that one away. It, we were in some basement of, of a, trying to get to secret access to a tunnel underneath of some like bar or something. And mm-hmm. we were sneaking around, we got caught. And I am not a charismatic uh, character or like know how to get talk my way out of things. So I just mm-hmm. like spring into action. I'm like, oh, we're down here with the Goblin Society Language Learning Club and I'm teaching everybody ABCs and I proceed to sing in Goblin 
an ABC version, which was like, <laughs> eh, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, <laughs> I was so proud of myself because I don't have a lot of like clever moments like that where I actually like, and it was also very, very good. And it exists somewhere on the internet as well. So those are my two. Amazing. That's awesome. Amazing. That's I mean, like so if awesome. they don't come along often, but when they do come along, you know, it's going to be a banger. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was um, well, uh, Amber Singer, thank you so much for coming on the show. I can't tell you how much we appreciate you to be your time yeah. and to, to being so kind of like open and uh, and everything mm. as well it's like one of the things that really pride us on uh on this show of like you know being able to have these conversations i think is it's really important because you know i know for a fact that this is you know probably a conversation i could have done with hearing uh and probably could have done mm. with hearing today so you know it's all uh really really amazing stuff so thank you so much please mm. uh tell everyone where they can uh find your stuff and yeah. uh what you have going on right now yeah so you can find me on social media whichever you choose right now <laughs> whatever it be as <laughs> rocket orca so you know twitter uh, instagram tumblr blue sky i'm on all of that uh, my website is rocketorca.com that will have like my portfolio and other links a big thing that we i would like to talk about just for a second is that we do yeah. have a my company cloud curio as uh, a publishing company and we have a kickstarter coming out on Ooh. September 5th. Uh, Whoa, okay. It's a system neutral monster book. There's no stat blocks. It's all, oops, all flavor. Um, it helps you craft a better monster th- uh, with narr- for narrative reasons. Like what's the motivations? What's, how they work in your world and all that stuff. And my friend uh, Kyle Latino is doing the art. My uh, business partner, Kenny, is doing all of the writing. I'm doing the project management. And my friend Sally is doing all the editing. It's a four-person team. It's our first big Kickstarter. We're super excited for it. So if you're interested, please go check it out, um, which yeah. will be right at the top of the cloudcurio.com website. Other than that, I'm, I'm over at Kobold Press, helping all those kobolds get their creative dreams done. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, yes. Thank you so much. And, uh, I'm just looking at like your Etsy, for example, <laughs> and it is very, very cute, and I want it all. All the goblins? Yeah, goblin, goblin enamel pins. If yeah. you want goblin enamel yeah. pins. Yeah, very yeah. cool. They are cute. You should check, them out. check it out, honestly. Um, and then, uh, Jeremy, um, in, uh, 10 minutes or less, uh, <laughs> I got it down to two minutes last time. Yeah, I know, I, I, know, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We have to beat the previous Funny, record, though. Jasper. We oh, okay, wait, 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 okay, wait, 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 okay, you ready? You feeling good? Uh, I feel Jeremy, good, let's do it. Where can people find you on the internet? Go. You can find me on Twitter and uh, and uh, Blue Sky at Jeremy Cobb one. That's Cobb with two B's and the number one at the Cobb Meister on Instagram. I'm on the show The Quantum Reactor. I stream uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays uh, at Twitch.tv slash Casual Quest Live. I'm going to be DMing at D3 at C this fall. Go to D3atC.com. Sign up to play with me. I'm going to do be doing a new Tarum game. It's going to be sick. I'm going to be playing Paradox Perfect as well. And I'm on the show Project Marana on Roll For It. Twitch.tv slash Roll For It. It airs thursdays i believe at 12 p.m pst uh and i think that's pretty much everything whoa that was good. Wow, that oh was my good. word 35 seconds jeremy yes. calls Damn, wow. 
my uh, gosh. Just a few runs, you know. It's just a few runs. You just needed a good 20 minutes under your belt to start with, yeah. and now Look, we're done. You have to clear the trail. You take the machete, you clear the trail. The first time, it may take a full day. The next time, maybe a third of a day. The next time, you just walk it. Half hour, half hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. Liv, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me. I'm at Dustock Magic um, pretty much everywhere. Uh, all of the social medias. You can try and find me. Go for it. Um, it's a challenge. Um, and you can also find me. I'm, I'm, I'm So I'm currently editing um, a video in which I talk about all of the wild stuff it, that happened in late season Glee that I'm <laughs> going to be putting on my yes, YouTube incredible. channel. Um, it's, it, it's wild. It's a wild time. Um, I want to watch this video. And, excellent i will i will I'll post it uh so you should follow me on social media uh but yeah so I, it's gonna be up very soon um so that's great as i'm i'm, I'm olivia does dark magic over um on youtube um I, i've got a patreon that's olivia does dark magic as well i forgot Ooh. i had it so i was like there it is um and also uh you can go over to youtube.com forward slash dicebreaker to find me talking about all sorts of tabletop stuff not uh, just all of it all of it and then also go to our go to our youtube youtube.com forward slash three black halflings and check it out and subscribe and go to our patreon our patreon because then it supports all of us all of us all of us thank you liv uh coming in strong with a one minute 10 on plugs very nice very nice uh oh no jeremy's like made me feel uneasy and now i'm just like i'm off my game i'm off my game Amazing. Uh, you can follow me at JW underscore Cartwright and all of my social medias. I will, uh, I'm also on Games and Feelings as a semi-permanent host and guest. Uh, I'm on the Performance Capture podcast and I've got some really, really cool stuff coming up. So make sure you follow me on my social medias so that you can find out about all that goodness when it is there. Uh, as Liv said, please check out the 3BH Patreon. By the time this comes out, you'll have seen that we have relaunched the Patreon, that we have new yes. tiers Yay. and new exciting uh, benefits that you can get hold of, which is really, really awesome including a credit for workshops with us like a one-on-one -on -one workshop Yay! with us about uh yeah. covering anything and everything that you might want so uh please Role go over and content check creation all character of this. creation gming all of this stuff. Yeah. um so please go and check out the 3bh patreon that's the one thing i'm going to plug today just check it out you can also as well now sign up to the patreon and just be like a free member where you'll get access to all of our public free. posts and you'll be able to see when we post uh, other stuff as well so you can kind of like see what you might be getting uh before you commit to uh sign Signing up for a month, whatever, but just commit to sign up for a month. Just see how it goes. Do you know what do I mean? Just, just sign up. Just, just sign up and get yourself some free stuff. Just do it. Yeah. Do it. Uh, that's about all yeah. for Josh. us. Thank you so much again to Josh. Um, very important that we thank Josh. <laughs> he is very important. Uh, very, very important. Uh, so thank you to Josh. Thank you to you, mm -hmm. Amber, uh, for coming on the show. And mm -hmm. uh, we will talk to all of you again next week. So long, Shire folk. So long, Shire so long, Shire folk! <laughs> Bye, Josh! Bye! <laughs> so long, Josh!
That was a HeadGum Podcast.